0: Hello and welcome to another edition of the Pure Football Podcast with me, Guillem Balaguer. Well, see if you fancy what I'm about to do. Basically, I thought, what would the average football fan would like to ask the three candidates to the presidency of Barcelona? Joan Laporta, Víctor Font, and Toni Frecha. How about if I ask the five questions, the five things that i've got the impression you want to know about i was thinking of you i was thinking of this podcast and i've done that the three of them speak english so i approached them and i thought right these are the questions would you like to answer them for me and we'll make a podcast out of it Uh, what is your position regarding the future of leo messi is barcelona on the verge of bankruptcy and what is your solution Are you in favour of an European Super League? How difficult will it be to become as competitive as Barcelona have been in the past decade? And what is your sporting plan? And finally, does Barcelona have to sell to outside investors, even parts of the club, to continue being at the top? So I've got the five answers. But before I put them to you, let me introduce you to the candidates. First of all, Joan Laporta, the one that you probably all know. He was the president of Barcelona between 2003 and 2010, candidate as well to the elections in 2015, finished second. Uh, but in his time as a, as a chairman, he transformed radically what uh, we thought Barcelona was. Uh, he came from an era in which uh, he was done, uh, the leader of, uh, of that for two decades was Josep Luiz Núñez, a chairman that always thought the club was ahead of anybody else, always thought of the money and especially of not spending a lot and, uh, or not overspending. But uh, he did not have the bigger picture, a world that was becoming bigger uh, with a lot of people outside Barcelona that were interested in the club. I think John Laporta realised that and made what he called the vicious circle you buy big players, they'll help you win, they'll help you bring money, which brings new players, which makes you win, etc. And that worked, of course, you know, he, when he left in 2010, had won two champions and won Sextete uh, that year in which Pep Guardiola and his team won absolutely everything, the six titles. He's the five bird, and even though he made mistakes in the past, they've been kind of ignored mostly. He's got a lot of charisma and, of course, the memory of a, of a brilliant era. And against it, in a way, against him, is the fact that he's independent, that he's not linked to a um, to big media conglomerate or to a bank or to politics. And that means the establishment, the status quo, actually don't particularly like him. They seem too independent for their liking. But, yes, he is the favourite. And some say that comes from members of his campaign that if he if he gets elected, he will convince Messi to stay. We will see. That's John Laporta. Victor Fon, he was uh, part of the candidacy of Mark Ingler, former vice president when he presented himself as a candidate to, uh, to the presidency in 2010, he presented his platform uh, yes to the future, that's how he calls it, in June 2018. And Xavi Hernandez, the former player, of course, he was his main reference. We've learned since that it's not exclusively his. So even if Laporta wins and he wants to call Xavi, of course, Xavi will say yes to him. But if uh, Victor Von wins, Xavi will become like the manager, general manager or football general manager of the club. He will decide what happens with Kuman. He will decide when Xavi himself will decide on when Xavi becomes the manager because he, he wants to do that. And he will put together uh, a you know, uh, sporting infrastructure to make sure that Barcelona goes back to be what they were. In fact, with Victor Fon, it's more about the project than who is the president uh, perhaps that's what he's been accused of, not having enough charisma and a lack of uh, emotional connection with the fans. But he's got a very clear plan ahead of how to get out of the situation Barcelona is in. Finally, uh, Tony Freyja. He was the he was a, a director and the Laporta between 2003 and 2005. He left but returned uh, to be part of the board with um, Sandro Rosell first and then Jose Maria Bartomeu. He says he's independent of both of them, but some relate Tony Fresher to Rossell and to Bartomeu, an era that, in fact, many want to run away from. His main reference is the president Josep Luis Núñez that I mentioned before. Uh, and I think what Tony Fresher likes of that era is the fact that uh, Núñez put the club above anything else. Tony's a great football fan and a great football mind so from that point of view uh, it will be a, he will be a president that uh, knows what he wants from the football point of view but you'll hear from that from from him later so this is what uh, what we're going to do I'm just going to put the questions and then I'll tell you who's talking and you listen to them at the end I'll just tell you why I feel this is a huge election for Barcelona and the keys of it. So let's go with the first question. What is your position regarding the future of Leo Messi? This is Joan Laporta answering.
1: I know that Messi is not, uh, you know, uh, uh, thinking just in money. You know, he, he needs a, a very competitive proposal in terms of, uh, you know, uh, he could uh, uh, appreciate that uh, Barca will be winning Champions League uh, again. And uh, this is my priority and I'll do my best in order to, to well, to continue this very nice history of football that is the history of love between Messi and Barça.
0: Now you're going to hear from Victor Font.
2: Well, we've been explaining this uh, for us, the association between uh, Messi and Barça, Barça and Messi, is very strategic both in the short uh, term from a sports project perspective. Uh, the team uh, leading the sports organization obviously believe that retaining Messi is uh, is key. Uh, obviously, having the best of the wall and the best in the history in your team is a gift. So retaining him, I understand the sports uh, organization when they tell us. Please do everything you can to, to retain him, right? And uh, from a more institutional perspective, uh, it's also very strategic to find a way to keep this association in the mid-long run, even uh, the day that Messi retires, right? And uh, I think that we have good news because uh, Messi himself has been telling us that uh, these two objectives can be achieved because he would love to retire at FC Barcelona. He's always been saying this, despite the events we had this last summer. Um, He's even told us what he needs uh, for this to happen, uh, which is he needs a a competitive sports uh, project. Uh, And number three, he recently has also said that in the longer run, uh, he would love to be associated to the club. Uh, He wants to live here in Barcelona with his family. So I, have, I believe that we have all the ingredients to make it happen.
0: You now have got a lot of detail on the, uh, on the finances of the club. Do you think you can afford them?
2: Yeah, actually, uh, I'm kind of also a bit surprised to see uh, that uh, there's many people, members, uh, even journalists uh, that are kind of surprised uh, to learn about the details of the finances of the club. But uh, this is what we've been saying for long, right? Uh, and we've been uh, talking about the perfect storm and the challenge and the need to have a very solid project with people that have a, a strong track record in managing complex business uh, situations because we knew uh, that the situation uh, was uh, as it is. Obviously, we learned in the last few hours a bit more details about uh, you know uh, how much money we owe uh, to which clubs for which players and all these things we did not know but the overall magnitude of the challenge uh, has always been there. And the reality uh, is that this uh, challenging financial situation is not, obviously in the case of Barca, is more extreme because before the pandemic there were mistakes uh, made, but the the challenging uh, financial situation is a reality for most clubs. Um, For us to be able to afford uh, Messi, it's obviously also clear that we need to uh, become creative uh, and make use of this longer-term association. I think that that opens up uh, a very interesting door uh, for us to see if we can come up with uh, something which is attractive uh, to Messi uh, and also that the club can afford.
3: Let's hear from Tony Fresher. Well, Messi is, is the best player ever in football history. And for us, it's a big proudness to count on him till the end of his career. We know that at, his point, at this point, Messi will finish, his, uh, will finish his contract with Barca at the end of the season. So we, we must be able to offer him a, a, a big framework with uh, good conditions uh, competi- in, in, in competition, with a good, good atmosphere in the club and uh, as well uh, with, with uh, economical uh, conditions sustainable for the club. So we, we expect to sit down of, uh, with him and to give to him uh, conditions to make him decide to stay with us for a long time. And we consider that Messi at this time, he prioritized uh, football conditions than economical conditions. So we, we are optimistic to count on him. Uh, for the future, it depends on, on, on both parties. Uh, under, under our position, we have to to manage the club, and this is the main thing in Barca. The club is 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 over everybody, and and we consider that Messi has been for a long time with us, and he has he he keeps his 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 aim to be with with us till the end of his career and he's one man club so we consider that uh, he he realizes really and he's aware of what the situation of the club so it won't be difficult to to reach an agreement with him
0: let's do the second question is barcelona on the verge of bankruptcy and what is your solution This is what John Laporta told me.
1: Barça, like most of clubs in Europe, uh, is uh, having difficult times in terms of economics. But, uh, you know, our proposal is uh, work and work very well in order to revert this situation. The formula is, uh, you know, work and work very well in order to to control the expenses, to reorganize the the debt and uh, to generate... uh, New, new incomes. You know that uh, football now nowadays uh, there are uh, you know uh, a very big uh, business opportunities in digital business opportunities in uh, entertainment industry and you know um, we have a team that I'm sure that we will revert these economical situations and we we put Barça as a as a leader uh, in terms of uh, management of the clubs in the world
0: let's hear now from victor font
2: technically it is because at the end of the day uh, you look at the balance sheet and we owe a lot of money and uh, actually a big chunk of that money is short term debt uh, and uh, and therefore uh, obviously that risk uh, technically is there and the risk of becoming uh, or losing this very unique trait that we have, which is uh, the ownership model, uh, a club owned by 150,000 members, that is at risk. Uh, but we've been working hard for many years to have a solution and to ensure that uh, this is avoided. Uh, the club, uh, we want to ensure that, the, we want to make uh, possible that the club uh, is kept uh, in the hands of its uh, associates, uh, its members. And that we remain competitive Uh, and that is basically what uh, the plan we have if we are uh, honored uh, to be selected by by the members uh, to represent them that's the plan we will
0: execute and now this is tony fresia
3: it's true that uh, barcelona is at a critical situation but it's not different from uh, other previous situation uh, and that Barca went through during his history. For example, when I become member of the board in 2010 under the presidency of Sandro Rossell, we found a club with uh, 400 million of incomes and 560 million of debts. So more debts than incomes. And, and, and we could overcome this situation. So at this point... We, we will have to do the same and, and we, we did it. So we need to reduce uh, our expenses, especially uh, wages of, of players, of course. We have to renegotiate our debts and to wait to the end of the pandemic. <laughs> because in this situation, we will be able to, to open our, our facilities, our stadium, our museum, uh, shops, and to generate uh, re- economical resources and overcome, again, our situation. So it's a critical situation, this is true, but uh, we are not on the verge of bankruptcy.
0: And that's, uh, out of all the things that you said, the hardest thing would be to tell the players, would you like to play for us but earn less
3: money? <laughs> that won't be easy, won't it? We have to sit down with, with, with them. And... I think they, they, they are aware of the situation of the club because everybody knows. Uh, Messi, some, some weeks ago, um, at, an, at an interview, recognised that he knows what's the situation of the club. So at the end, um, the club will, will have to decide and players will have to decide as well. As well. Uh, and I hope that we, together, uh, we, will, we will find a solution for this situation. But it's impossible for the club to pay uh, wages if incomes have dropped 300 or 300, 400 million euros. So this is something easy to understand.
0: You're listening to Can We Come In with Guillaume Balagay. The halftime break is brought to you by GentingBet. Visit sports.gentingbet.com for all the latest odds and in-play betting. And please, gamble responsibly. Third question. Are you in favour of an European Super League? Let's hear what Laporta has to say.
1: Well, in order to answer this question, I need more information. I'm sure that the Super League, the European Super League, without Barça, you know, is not, will not be uh, the best, the best uh, Super League. Uh, if I be if I'm president again, you know, uh, I'm open to to know the proposal. Uh, but uh, again, I need more information in order to answer this question. This is Víctor Fon now talking.
2: Well, first, uh, truth to be told, although I've been following this closely, also being in touch with uh, people that are close to the situation, uh, I don't know the details uh, and therefore difficult to give you a very strong opinion about something I'm not uh, fully aware of. Conceptually, as I've been explaining, uh, we believe in the need and in the opportunity of strengthening the uh, current Champions League uh, concept or, uh, or model uh, so that we do not need to wait another seven years to go back to Anfield and beat Liverpool, which is what we want to do after the defeat last year. But uh, without uh, killing the national championships, uh, I think that that's important. So that for the broader football ecosystem, uh, we believe it's it's important to have not just a super league like the NFL or the NBA, and that's it. But uh, you know, uh, a strong, attractive. European Championship, and then, uh, you know, the National Leagues?
0: This is the answer of Tony Freccia.
3: This is something that is just an idea, I think. We need more information. We are against uh, of this, in, in this initial and uncertain phase of this Super League, we're against because uh, we, we need more information. And, of course, we want to get profit from our participat- participation in competitions, not only European competition, but also in, 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 in Spanish league, and La Liga. But we think that everything we do, we need to count on the consensus from national federations, the rest of the clubs, the world of football in general. So at this point, I think this is only an idea and we must keep calm and get more information. I don't think uh, football is only a business. I think football comes from people, come from from youth teams, from society. And we, we, we don't have to create a super league of super teams and avoid totally uh, what's the basis of the, of the football. So this is something that I'm not against of generating incomes for the, co- for the club. Of course, I know that we need these incomes, but uh, I think we, we, we must be uh, more conscious what's the, what's the real situation of football in general, in society and with the people. So, this is why I, I'm saying that they need more information.
0: Next question, how difficult will it be to become as competitive as Barcelona was in the past decade? And what is your sporting plan? Let's hear first from Joan Laporta.
1: Well, I had this experience in 2003 and, you know, it uh, was the same. There were losers, there were uh, huge debt and, you know, too high, too much expenses and the incomes were uh, lower uh, than the expenses. That means that, you know, it, at that time we revert the situation and the situation nowadays is very similar, you know, and uh, my formula is work, work and, and work. Work very well in order to, to revert the situation, uh, controlling the expenses, uh, reorganizing and restructuring the, the debt and, uh, you know, uh, new lines of incomes, uh, new generations of incomes in order to, to if we add these incomes to the traditional incomes, uh, I'm sure that we will revert this situation. We know uh, football business, we know uh, the football world, and uh, I'm convinced that uh, we will revert this situation. Now let's hear what Victor Fon has to say.
2: It's very clear, right? I mean, we need to go back to our roots and have in charge of the sports organization the ones that know our style of play, the one we want to preserve and strengthen the best. And this is why we selected Xavi to be at the helm of our sports organization. And we've built a sports organization with different pieces that uh, complement each each other very well. This is not just about, you know, bringing a new coach here and there and thinking that you replace the coach and everything gets solved. (laughs) That doesn't happen in the world of sports. You need a, a proper sports organization. And since these guys believe very much that you know, betting on the, on the academy, on the youth, uh, on the young talent that uh, emerges uh, within the club is, uh, is critical, not just economically. It's also because these guys then, if they have the talent, they've been trained for many years and they know our style of play. Therefore, they can be more competitive when they are at the first team. And also because these are the guys that are more committed to the club. Uh, they they feel the, the colors uh, much more. And all that in the 21st century, you know, you see it, right? Attitude and commitment is uh, sometimes as relevant as talent. So uh, it is through doing that and obviously then complementing if there is a gap here and there, complementing it uh, by having a a, sports organization that can select the right talent, that can complement what comes from within. uh, That's the way to go, right? That's the way to go to remain competitive and uh, being competitive uh, also ensuring that the culés are uh, very much uh, happy and pleased with the type of game they see.
0: And coming to stay next season, by the way.
2: Well, that will that we will see, right? That's the sports organization's uh, call. Uh, hopefully, we believe that uh, he he needs to be supported. That's why we are very much pushing and trying to to see if we can still sign Eric Garcia because uh, uh, that's been a demand uh, from from the sports organization. And uh, despite the finances of the club, we believe uh, and we've also had discussions with, with the different parties to understand if the club could afford it. I think that we could afford it. And therefore, that's uh, just uh, you know, an example of what we believe we need to do to support uh, uh, the, the sports organization and in this case, the coach. To, to ensure that we can have the best uh, competitive team within the means, within the, the possibilities that we currently have.
3: This is now Tony Freixia. Barcelona is competitive nowadays. Uh, the, the last 12 leagues, Barça has won eight. Eight out of 12 in the last year. So competitive uh, Barcelona is still playing at the high level. What we really have lost is our style. So we dream of becoming again, the team who dominates European football with our style. So our style that we have to apply, not only in our first squad, but also in uh, our youth teams. And for what we count on Luis Carreras. Luis Carreras is a coach former player uh, coached by Johan Cruyff a teammate of Pep Guardiola and Tito Villanova and he believes absolutely in our uh, style of football this style of football that makes us different that makes uh, that everybody recognizes this style of playing football that at this moment maybe is Manchester City the the, the team that really uh, plays in this style so we want to to recover our our style with Luis Carreras, to count on uh, young uh, young players coming from young sides of our our club, and to go to the market to maybe uh, join join new players, but only under our conditions, economical conditions sustainable for our management under this um, critical situation. So our our sporting plan um, goes with uh, Luis Carreras and this idea that everybody recognizes that this is a Barça idea.
0: My final question to the three candidates is does Barcelona have to sell to outside investors, even parts of the club, to continue being at the top? Let's hear
1: first again from John Laporta. My main motivation to be president again is to to keep Barça as a club that uh, belongs to its members. You know, uh, the, the members are the owners of the club. And this is uh, an association that we would like to, to maintain. And uh, to maintain this association we need to be sustainable economically. And I told you that our formula, our plan is work and work and work very well in order to control the expenses, in order to restructure the debt and in order to generate new incomes in order to solve the economical situation that uh, the club is uh, you know suffering nowadays i'm sure that we know how to uh, put barça as a reference of uh, football clubs again and uh, this is our main motivation to uh, return the happiness to our members now victor font No, what we
2: obviously need to have, uh, so for example, this Barca Corporate uh, project that has been explained, which is exactly what you say, right? I mean, to sell 49% of certain assets in exchange for money. I think that the concept makes sense, uh, i.e. bringing strategic partners to help Barca develop the B2C part of the business. So uh, this plan to monetize millions of funds around the, the world to ensure that you do this uh, hand in hand with strategic partners that maybe can also bring capital, bring money to, the, to, to make it happen. I think that the idea makes sense. And actually, we've been working on a similar idea for, for the last couple of years. What I don't think needs to be done is to rush things so that you sell 49% of many assets uh, for uh, a low amount of money, because this would be probably driven by short-term pressure, uh, by the need to have uh, a cash inflow in the very short term. And we cannot uh, you know, uh, sell uh, such uh, strategic assets at low prices now. For the first time in our history, this is not about you know, selecting uh, a chairman and a board, that, uh, you know, based on perceptions, uh, based on, you know, how cool this guy is or looks like for the first time. uh, And I think that now the members, the sources know, right? Uh, We need uh, teams, we need talent, uh, we need uh, people with strong track records, uh, we need uh, people that are able to manage complex business situations, so that then, what members care about, which is, you know, retaining Messi, having a competitive team, winning
0: silverware uh, becomes a reality. Finally, let's hear from Tony Freccia.
3: No, not at all. We're, we're totally against uh, that, n- n- any action that places us close to become a limited company. We have an ownership model. Barca is a club belongs to more than 150,000 members, and we have to keep our identity. And these ideas to make investors uh, come inside our management, inside the club, this is very dangerous. So we, 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 we must uh, generate more resources. Of course, we have to generate commercial incomes but not to attract investors that maybe will get the management of the club and we put uh, jeopardize our uh, ownership model. So we we are totally against that. So that's it. You hear from the three of them. Uh, Let me know
0: on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, your thoughts on it. And, you know, perhaps your comments will make it for another podcast so at least we can continue the discussion who's got the right... Answers who's got the right ideas to get Barcelona out of the situation they're in. Because, yes, right now, this is one of the most important elections of the history of the club. Why? Well, they are on the verge of bankruptcy. The club did not know how to manage success and kept paying for new contracts and buying players, some of them overpaying for them. Eventually, the wages became 70%, more than 70% of the income. So they had to keep getting income uh, close to 1 billion euros, which that's basically unsustainable. And when the pandemic arrived, well, that did not help, did it? But the problem was already before in the business model that, uh, that Bartomeu was, was using. Also, we started to enter the post-Messi era, a time of transition where Barcelona may become less competitive. Will the fans accept that? And what do you do with Messi? Uh, you heard their thoughts on it. As well, the stadium has to be renewed, but where will the money come from? The the stadium is becoming obsolete, old, and they want to renew the whole area to give a lease of life to the assets, to the main asset that Barcelona has. Also, the candidates want the club to remain in the hands of the season ticket holders, but big money, and I say big money, is getting close and want a part of the club because it's one of the most recognizable brands in the world. And they feel that if uh, if that big money, outside money, uh, basically comes in, they will take Barcelona to a new dimension. But it is heresy to suggest that because season ticket holders are, rightly so, very proud to be able to say that they owe the club, one of the best clubs in the world. Finally, the... Um, New president will have to balance the fact that the club is a huge creator of audiovisual content, which is the future for many clubs, but mix that with the emotions of a fan. So balance really the business with fans' feelings. And that's never easy in this very strange and complex world of uh, of football. So that that was that. That's the, um, the end of this, well, different kind of episode of the Pure Football Podcast. Remember to subscribe and to tell everyone that we are here. And there will be other episodes that are being prepared right now, very soon. And I hope you enjoy it. So, speak to you soon. Bye-bye.